Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Orden Ogan, who has a new album called Final Days, which released on March 12th via AFM Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Sieb to share some more information about this stellar release and what the band has got coming up. So, Sieb, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hello, hello. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, I guess my first question, Sieb, is... This album, Final Days, based on the singles and some of the artwork and some of the videos, I'm starting to get an idea that this is perhaps a technologically based or themed album. Am I right? Themed, yes. Um, um, like a like a sci-fi record, maybe like a dark sci-fi record, but it's not um, an actual concept record, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't like doing like full concept records because uh, I have the impression that it is so limiting when you write songs and you will have to be telling a story instead of ha- having the song like develop itself. You know, right. there's just the, the air to breathe is, is missing for the, for the song then. And uh, so, yes, but we thought we might go with a dark science fiction uh, record. And uh, actually, when we came up with the idea uh, and the title, uh, Final Days, we thought we might write 10 songs about uh, the one or the other uh, possibility of mankind finding its end. (laughs) And uh, so we had uh, In the Dawn of the AI, that is uh, about an artificial intelligence uh, taking over, uh, we had um, uh, It Is Over, that is about the last asteroid impact on Earth. Uh, there was actually also a song about the killer virus. Uh, we decided to not put that on the record because oh. we didn't think it was very appropriate right now. <laughs> it was all all written in 2019, I have to add. And um, yeah, uh, so, but uh, there's a lot of other stuff on the record as well. What I really... What I really like is like to pick a semantic field, like a field of words that is somehow connected to the overall theme mm-hmm. um, and gen- then build metaphors uh, with that and tell it actually like a totally different story. For example, you got this song, um, um, uh, Black Hole, that I mean, obviously, if you hear the word Black Hole, you think about space and, you know, maybe science fiction or whatever. Um, but uh, it is actually about uh, the feeling that the weight of your own depression is dragging you down to the ground, wow. stuff like that. There's also the track um, Heart of the Android where people are expecting it is about the question if um, if a, a computer program or a robot or whatever uh, or some sort of a yeah, program can uh, get some sort of a personality once it's sophisticated enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually it was about, it is written about a guy or a girl uh, who has got the impression that he or she just has to function uh, all the time. It is expected that that uh, he or she, yeah, works just like a machine would do stuff like that. You know, so I really, I really love that to put in like several meanings uh, um, in 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 the songs and the lyrics. And it's always great when people come to us after the shows, and there will be people like, oh, I finally got what the track is about. Like four years later, you know, something like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, yeah, I guess that could happen. Yeah, I mean that that'll happen to me. I'll be seeing you guys live, and I'll be like, "Hey, I get Gunman now. Like, I get it." You know? uh, I mean, Gunman. I, <laughs> there's really nothing more to Gunman. It's just our uh, homage to uh, to the Wild West. You know, it's like a classical uh, revenge story, Wild West revenge story. So there's nothing more to that. Um, <laughs> but there are other songs. Yeah, 
You know, true story, that's actually the album that I found you guys on because uh, Spotify was doing its thing uh, in its algorithm, kicking out artists. And I heard the like this one man choir and I'm like, what in the world is that? And then there's just like, you know, heavy guitars. Everything was just mixed properly. The melodies are all fantastic. So I was just, you know, that was that. And now we're here. Awesome. Yeah. Is it a one man choir? No, I think on Gunman it was like the 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 choir choir parts that were like I'm not really sure like 22 people or something and they were all singing the same thing and then we doubled that like three times and what? then uh, we did like uh, the third and then the fifth and then the octave and so it does actually I think on on Gunman you will have like the impression of like 120 people or so singing. <laughs> So it's not a one-man choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. Uh, did you guys do something similar production-wise with this record, or were you limited at all with how 2020 was going? No. Um, the funny thing is the first things that we really recorded were the drums and the choir. That's, like, super weird. Uh, normally you wouldn't do that, but the pre-production was well enough so that we could do that. Yeah. And uh, so the choirs were already done um, after, um, I think, between Christmas and New Year, 2019 um so uh on the 27th or something 2019 and this time we just uh, went with uh, i mean i doubled a lot of my voices but uh, we just went with four people in the studio okay to do all so the it was just yeah yes okay well i mean it still sounds big still sounds huge yes. yeah yep cool so you guys had pre-pro that was so good you could start off with well, drums sure uh but choirs which is cool um, what goes into your pre-production process? I mean, uh, when I'm, I mean, I got my own studio and, um, working here a lot. Uh, so when we do pre-productions, uh, like most of the songs, um, I'm writing with our drama Dirk as well. Uh, anyway, my, uh, I mean, and uh, <laughs> I'm mixing up German and English now. This is, this is also super. I said, I thought Deutsch weiter. Ach, das ist echt toll, meine Freunde. Oh, it's just great if you're switching like on a on, in, like every half hour. Then then it's like <laughs> at a certain point you will be like, <laughs> okay. Um, what was the question? Sorry. Ach, genau. I was. Um, what was my question? Basically, what went into the the pre pro process? And ah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when we're when we're sitting down and uh, write songs, uh, we will program drums and and play scratch guitars like straight away and stuff like that. And we are also. Uh, most of the time go into details very, very quick. So um, we will uh, already work on drum fill-ins and stuff like that, even when we're just demoing stuff, you know? So our pre-productions will be so good that at the time that we go into the studio, like uh, everyone, I mean, we write in the studio, but you know what I mean? Like like really recording, um, everyone will really know what they have to do, especially Dirk. And and then it still takes another seven, ten days or whatever, not because he's a bad drummer, but because we just take <laughs> so much time um, to really work on, on all the details, you know. Yeah. Do you guys use something like, I don't know, Superior Drummer to, to nail things down and then he just kind of like embellishes from that point? Exactly. Okay. Right. Cool. I'm looking at the music video because In the Dawn of the AI was released, uh, actually it looks like summer of last year, but either way, um, killer music video. Take us through the concept of this guy. The the guy? Which guy? 
<laughs> the, the singer that's me the well, yeah guy but, but the like i guess by guy i mean like the music video so take us through the concept of ah this okay video. sorry yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay um no i, I mean uh, in the dawn of the eye it is uh, it is a track about um a real artificial intelligence um that is uh yeah taking control and uh decides to uh, get rid of all these stupid humans and uh, so that is uh, yeah what we tried to yeah visualize in the video clip as well uh, so it plays in a basically apocalyptic world where everything is already lost um, and I think uh, actually you know the threat is real what we have so far from my understanding is just self-learning programs and uh, self-learning machines but that is not like a real AI like people are always referring to to AI and artificial intelligence, but uh, for my understanding, so far we don't really have one. No. Um, so, um, yeah, an, an artificial intelligence that is uh, aware of itself and uh, is developing uh, further and further. And I mean, Elon Musk is warning people about that. There have to be regulations uh, because we don't really know which goals a real AI could possibly have. And it doesn't, uh, I don't think we, we will end up having Skynet, <laughs> um, like from the Terminator movies. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't think that that is realistic, but um, it really uh, depends on, I think, uh, if, if you got a program that is developing uh, like lightning fast, uh, then we humans will be far too stupid to understand it in, in a couple of maybe hours or days. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it really depends on what the goals of the AI could be. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so like I said, hmm? there's so many things there though, see, because it has to recognize itself as its own consciousness, but then it also has to have the ability to have foresight to create a goal, to understand a fictitious future. Yes. There's a lot. Yeah, correct. I mean, like, like I said, there's, there's none so far. But uh, uh, like I also said, I think Elon Musk is absolutely right when he's warning people about that and says that we really need regulations yeah. um, for developing AI. And the funny thing, I just uh, spoke to a guy, I think it was also from, from London, like a couple of days ago, and he's actually working with AI. So he was like, yeah, you hit the nail on the, on the head with that, you know? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, basically, it's actually, it's actually exactly that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, one of my favorite comments, actually, on this music video in the YouTube comments is they go from winter survivors to swamp ghost people to blind cowboys to sci-fi warriors. I love this band. So, Yeah, I love this band as well. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, uh, it really keeps it interesting. You know, there, there I, I know there are a lot of bands that really stick to one concept. Uh, but I, I find uh, this is this is boring. I, we didn't want to do that, so uh, I think it's great for the Ordnogan fans uh, to uh, to really not know what's happening next. Mm -hmm. um, so you really can predict what's 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 going to come. And uh, I mean, there are also like bands that have been super successful uh, that that haven't stick to like one theme. Like take Iron Maiden for example. Mm -hmm. It's possibly the best example. Power Slave or Somewhere Back in Time. Mm -hmm. um, no, Somewhere in Time is the name, right? Somewhere in Time is the record, yes. Yep. And um, so, uh, yeah, I really like that as well. And uh, to be honest, uh, I think that uh, Final Days is also like a little bit like a mixture between a self-fulfilling prophecy and a fan service. 
um, we're a band that we try to be like very close to our audience. So when we can, we go off stage and to the merch stand, and write autographs and stuff. I mean, it's obvious, obviously getting uh, worse and worse and, and more complicated to do that as the band grows. Right. Um, but um, if we can, we will do that. And in the end, in the, the last shows of the Gunman touring cycle, um, there were so many people coming to us telling us ex like exactly that, like Swamp and... Uh, like post-apocalyptic ice world and then ghost cowboys and the people were all like where do you want to go next there's nowhere else to go do you want to go to space or what <laughs> and if you get this question for like 50 times or something then you'll be like okay yeah maybe we should do a sci-fi record probably should yeah, yeah. Uh, team up with NASA when they send their next Mars rover one of the tracks they could play on the Martian surface could be you know I think it'd work I, I think it could work um, something you mentioned there that I thought was really interesting is as the band grows, it gets harder to hang out at the merch table and take us through that experience. What's that like? Hanging out at the merch stand or hanging out uh, or be a growing band? <laughs> I, I guess a mixture of the two, because something that you mentioned was it's, it's becoming harder to hang out at the merch table because you guys I'm, are growing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, the more people there are, the, the more difficult it is. You know, of course, if you play like, I mean, we started, there's some misconceptions in the internet, but we really count the history of Orden Ogan from 2008 on when the Veil record was released. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we started playing in, in, in very, very small venues and playing in front of like 50 people or stuff like that, like like all the other bands do, you know? Yeah. It's uh, the same here. And like the last show, uh, um, the last shows that we did were like uh, I don't know, like between seven hundred and a thousand something, you know, like thousand five hundred people, whatever. Yeah. So if you if you want to go to the merch stand and you got like thousand five hundred people lined up <laughs> that all want to to get your autograph, I mean it's math, you know, it takes just a bit longer than it would do with fifty people. This is very and true. especially if, yeah, and especially if they all, all also want to have pictures and stuff and have their boobs uh, signed or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, so a, i mean but, it's a, but tough job, Ogo, it's a tough job but somebody's got to do it yes <laughs> so but um i mean uh, the good thing i really think the good thing uh, for Orden Ogan is it was like a like a constant evolution and a constant growth you know it is not that we that we had some something like like an overnight success or something yeah. but it was just uh, also like like all the time developing and going a little bit higher from from time to time so um one step at a step yeah or one okay. step by a step you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's kind of funny right because people think that because your guys maybe it could be a number of things when you're on a label that's well known uh you've got good production value you guys know how to write songs i mean there's a lot of things that are going on there um but yeah i'm looking at your page page on spotify right now and veil came out in 2008 which was 12 or 13 years ago now at this point. Um, and I didn't find out about you guys until like last year. So yep. I, I think it just goes to show that keep kicking up music, keep getting better at what you do. And as long as you stick to the path, what's the word I heard recently, stay in the saddle. As long as you stay yep. in the saddle, uh, you know, eventually people will find you. But by the time they find you, it's like album five or six, your production levels up there. And they're like, Oh man, this is a overnight success. Well, no, not really. <laughs> It is that that keep going, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, now, there was a track. Unfortunately, I didn't write it down, but I was blown away by the guitar solo, and it was either Let the Fire Rain or In the Dawn of the AI. But there was 
Not to say that like there's any bad guitar solos on the record, Zeb, but <laughs> there was a guitar uh, solo. I'm in, like, uh, Damn! I mean, in uh, "Let the Fire Rain," there is just a, a guitar melody, so no real solo. So it has to be in the dawn of the AI. Okay. And uh, this is the actually the first guitar solo that our new guitar player Patrick played. Okay. And um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good one. He knows uh, what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll tell him that you know he did a good job. Uh, he knows. He knows. Okay, of course he does. Of course, <laughs> any any good guitar player would know they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, you know the funny thing is uh, when when our former guitar player Toby left the band, we were really thinking about uh, who could replace him, mm-hmm. and it was uh, pretty tough actually uh, coming up uh, with uh, somebody because I mean it's not exactly a technical death metal what we play, but it's still. It's uh, it's not easy to play that stuff, especially if you got all this shredding going on on the guitar, you know. Yeah. And uh, so there was no one coming to our minds, and uh, like one other thing is that, uh, especially in our case, um, like we are probably one of the nicest bands you will ever meet. Uh, like everyone is super down to earth, super relaxed guys, you know. Like uh, we're we're very very grateful that we can do what we can do. I mean, we worked a lot to get to that point. Um, but still, you have no ego bullshit going on and stuff. Like everyone always in a good mood, also with the crew and stuff. So it's really like peace and harmony, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that is like uh, equally as important than having a guy that is able to play that stuff. And uh, so, like I said, there was nobody coming to our minds. And then a friend of mine uh, called me and was like, "You know, I heard you you need a new guitar player. What is it with uh, Patrick?" And I said, "I just have seen him once. I have no idea about the guy." And he said, "You know." He looks like a young version of Zach Wild. He plays like a young version of Zach Wild. <laughs> he's uh, 30 minutes from your place. He's a big Orden Ogan fan. Um, super nice guy. And he's a guitar player, teacher, so he can go on tour. And I was like, okay, this sounds like winning the lottery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so I gave him a call. <laughs> and the first thing uh, he does is he's laughing at me. Right. And I said, why, why are you laughing? And he said, ah, don't think I'm a weirdo or something, but... Uh, I somehow knew that this call would come. I expected this call to come at a certain point in time. Okay. And I was like, okay, so then you know what the question is? And he was like, yes, and I'm in. And so this is wow. this is how this worked, yeah. Okay. Uh, funny, Zach Wilde came up. I didn't get a Zach Wilde vibe from the guitar solo, but maybe there's other things. Uh, no, when he when he plays just uh, just different stuff, he he also plays in a, in another uh, band here from the area, you know. Yeah, and so he he can do he can do that, but he's uh, very versatile, um, like a very technical player. So and he's uh, he's totally nailing it. It was big fun to produce the, the solo in the studio. Yeah, did did him coming in like switching out guitar players? How much did that change the album, or did that not really impact? No, I think uh, Patrick was uh, was uh, absolutely aware of what what he had to do because he knew the band before and he was a fan of the band before. Yeah. And uh, so, if you're really into something and you really have an idea of how the things should sound, then you won't do like a blues solo or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, that's funny. Something you kind of mentioned there, Steve, was uh, the kind of metal band you are. That's a good question. What what? How do you consider yourselves? Do you consider yourself? <laughs> power metal we are often referred to as uh, as a as be a power metal band but i think it is what what comes closest but uh, like a lot of people say it transcends the borders of being power metal you know yeah um so i i also don't think like if you say the word power metal Orden Ugan would not be the first band that comes to your mind 
because it's a lot more modern than 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 traditional power metal. It is has got all these hard riffs going on, mm-hmm. um, like the the very fat production and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's not exactly that. It's 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 a more modern version, like uh, taking the power metal of the last century into the new century, maybe stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, a lot of very very hard and modern riffs. Also, I mean, if you strip that down and throw away uh, throw away the the choirs and the, uh, the the keyboards or the orchestra stuff, it is pretty hard, actually. It could be metalcore at times, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Plus the vocals, uh, of course. Uh, I think it's a it's, it's unique thing. So if there are people uh, listening or watching who don't know Orden Ogan, then go on Spotify and check it out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Get blown away. It's like that, uh, what was it, Maxwell Audio or whatever, the, the, the stereo system. He's like, uh, he's blown away. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other question I have I'm watching a music video for Inferno which just came out recently mm. and because I'm a noob I'm an, I'm an Orden Ogan noob I don't know the answer to this question but I see this guy this guy appears in the artwork on records he's on this record this guy looks like he's in this music video who is this guy <laughs> so in 2008 we released our basically our debut record it was called Veil and uh, we had already finished all the songs um, and all the lyrics and stuff and then we figured it somehow could also be a concept story uh, like all the songs are connected in some way and uh, we decided to then write a concept story around the finished songs and uh, we had this guy on the artwork already uh, but it was more about the artwork of a guy like walking between all these uh, gallows uh, or is it gallows? The news, you know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 the gallows. And um, so, uh, since the the record was called Vale, we came up with the with the name Alistair Vale. And uh, then, uh, when we did the first T-shirts for this uh, album, then we also put like the guy uh, on the shirts, and it uh, very very soon became the band mascot Alistair Vale, like Eddie is for Iron Maiden, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we tried to uh, to not go on with him. Like, we put him on the back cover on the Ravenet record in 2015. And uh, there were a lot of people, like, really complaining, where is Alistair Vale? <laughs> we, we need him back on the cover. <laughs> and we were said, ah, relax, he's on the back cover. And then it was also okay. But uh, so we realized it just took, like, yeah, four records or the fourth record and uh, people uh, wouldn't accept him to be not there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. See, now I'm getting up to speed here. Uh, sweet. Something else you mentioned was lots of orchestration. Since orchestration, choir, how long does it take you guys to work on a song until you know, like, this is it. This is done. It doesn't need another French horn. It really depends. It, it takes uh, as long as it takes. Um, it can happen that uh, some tracks are finished in, like, when we're demoing them in, like, just a couple of sessions, like three, four sessions where we work on that, like for six, seven hours or something. Mm -hmm. There can be other songs when you work on all the details that take us weeks to get them to the, to the point that we think, think, okay, this is now perfect. I guess one of my follow-up questions to that, Sieb is what is the core of the song? Is it a guitar band that has these orchestrations in it? Or is it an orchestration band that has guitars in it? No, it's a, it's a guitar band, I would say, but um, I really think, uh, I would phrase it differently, I would say the core of the song is a song. Uh, 
And a good song stays a good th uh, song because we can uh, also, we did a lot of orchestral or acoustic versions of other songs as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, hello, little man. Yeah, this is my son, <laughs> Gabriel. He's our assistant engineer on the podcast. Hello. Hi, Gabriel. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I am excellent. Awesome. Mm -hmm. This is Sieb from Orden Ogan. You know, we listen to this album all the time, right? <laughs> They have uh, a new yeah. album that is coming out, so we're chatting right now about... We actually, we've even touched base on, on this album as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. There was, so there's like a choir of like 120 people that was tripled on that album? That's ridiculous. That is crazy! I can't imagine how many tracks that would be. It's probably like a thousand tracks just in the choir alone. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not, it's not that much. Pro Tools um, is giving you errors. <laughs> Say, uh, the thing is, I... In my list, it says I got another interview in, in at uh, like basically now. Okay. How long will you? How long will you take? Let's or how long would you take? Should we just let's, let's do it later? But no, let's finish up right now. Then so you can move on <laughs> to your next call. Sieb, Dankeschön. Dankeschön. Sweet. Is there anything that we missed? Because we chatted about pretty much everything. But is there anything that we missed that management says we need to talk about? Yeah, of course. I mean, we got a great box set going on. You know, people should really go and check that out. And especially like the Digipack version of the new record uh, with a live show on it uh, as, a, as a bonus. That is great as well. So if you like the band, go and check it out. And one thing that I would really like to mention as there are people listening to, uh, to this thing here is that I think the most important thing right now is Stay healthy, guys. You know, it might not be the most dangerous virus uh, on the planet, but it certainly is not harmless. I don't want to have it. And um, one other thing that I really, really would like to mention is uh, even if, I mean, there are a lot of people that are really not doing great right now, like getting depression with the economy going down, people losing their jobs and stuff like that. So what I really want to tell the people is uh, just keep going. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's not the final days <laughs> to say that. Um, it will get better at a certain point. Even if you lose your job and every everything lo looks like really bad, it will get better at a certain point. So don't jump out of the window. It's not the end of the days. And especially if you go and listen to the new Orden Ogan record, then it will be great. <laughs> it will be. And you guys left the track about the virus off the record, so it's okay. Yes. Awesome. Sweet. Well, then thank awesome. you. Thank you so much, Steve, for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you. Next time, hopefully a bit longer. Hopefully. We'll book an hour next time. That's what we'll do. Awesome. <laughs> Whoa, that's a big interview. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>